What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you with another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me on this video. Goes a long way for you. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Goes a long way for you because you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Uh, just throwing this out there. If it's your first time watching the video, I haven't done this for a long time, but it's called Leans, Likes, and Locks. Always feel like I should explain that from time to time. Feels like the first day of the week going into this Monday, probably the time to do it. Uh, a link, it's something that I haven't bet yet, it's something I'm thinking about, or it's just a game I have no regard for, and if I'm at, you you told me, my life depended on picking something for that game at that moment, that's what I would come up with. A like, that's something that I'm either thinking about betting or might be waiting for a better number, or something that just legitimately I like, and you should bet it, and you shouldn't have to think too much about it, but there's the caveat that news can change things on the like, whereas a lock, a lock is something that I'm firing up in bulk, have no problem whatsoever adding it to the card. But one of the tough things about doing the show the night before is that I can't always be there to hold your hand to help every single play out as news comes in. Things are going to drastically, drastically change. And, you know, will the majority of the time every play I have here reflect identically to my card? Yes, most of the time it will. But we had a Zach Levine thing that popped up last week in the Paris game. Lots of things that were weird about that one with my spreadsheet and just wanted to fire up the points prop. Hopefully you guys got the memo on that. I had the Chicago six and a half that I put in the YouTube comment section and I forgot to put it on my card to begin with. Lots of things that happen in flux because I am giving you guys analysis. I'm looking at basketball nonstop around the clock, trying to give you everything I have to be successful in the betting department. Uh, it really just is, is carving out little edges here and there, finding ways to beat closing line value. And that is why this video comes out way, way early. Hopefully it helps on your process, helps you guys come up with a great card yourself day in, day out. And hey, if you guys wanna sign up for the card that I give out every single day, right around 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific time, sign up at the premium Discord below. Uh, there's a link there. First week is completely free. So if you don't like it, I'll refund your money. How does that sound? Zero dollars, zero cents. I make no sense sometimes, but check out DraftKings too. Bet $5, win 200 bucks in bonus bets. That's in the video description box below with a lot of other lovely things. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, y'all. That's the longest intro I've had in a long, long time. I feel like talking basketball. We've got seven games on Monday slate. Let's get to the picks. We start our day off with murder. The Bucks on the road as 11-point favorites against our adopted son, Piston Squad. And friends, I've been known to Bojan from time to time to ride Killian Hayes' assist props in his home country. Thank God, not points. Even Jaden Ivey when I'm feeling really frisky and I really don't want to. But how do we tango with this Pistons team in a positive way whatsoever under these circumstances? And what are these circumstances you had, uh, you asked? I don't know, add? That'd be a weird thing to do. They're huge dogs because one, Bucks get back Giannis. Two, the Bucks get back Chris Middleton. Three, this team is basically a fully operational Death Star. I know I say that a lot about a lot of basketball teams, but I had to say it here. You know what? Let's try a different movie. Let's try a different movie. How about we do that? In the words of Samuel L. Jackson, as he so eloquently put in Jurassic Park, beautiful movie. Hold on to your butts. I mean, this team, they're going to start wrecking very, very shortly. And with some of the pressure off Drew Holiday to do everything, efficiency, uh, all of it, uh, defensively, this guy was doing everything all the way around. I expect his efficiency to be up all the way around for everybody going forward. So you want to dance? Let's dance right off the bat here. Just dance. 11 point like button here. Yeah, we're going to lay the 11 here with the Bucks. Again, I'm starting to get better. I've had a better read on some of these double digit games in recent weeks. I'm going to continue with the trend. Might have noticed something in my model, but either way, uh, it's just grades out around 13, 12 and a half, 13. That's good enough for me to give the thumbs up. 
Now this is wild. The Celtics facing the Magic down in Orlando. No Marcus Smart, no Malcolm Brogdon, but apparently no problem. The Celtics are still seven and a half point road favorites. That's the power of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, though. Two just ho-hum offensive and defensive wings. Just run of the mill. Keep in mind, though, this is the front end of a back-to-back here for Boston. So anything is possible to just randomly pop up here. They have been known to stagger from time to time. Have Jalen Brown play one side of it. Uh, Jason Tatum play the other one. Not completely shocked if something like that happens. And Robert Williams is questionable. I do not think he plays both of these games on the back-to-back. So uh, looking at him possibly giving it a go tomorrow, uh, that being Tuesday, I'm talking to you on Sunday night, so I should think about that a little bit more. Monday, I do not think he plays is the way I'm putting it. But I'm looking more at the Orlando side of this one, not just for props, but possibly a bat. In fact, I did toy with the possibility of the Magic Basically back to full strength, especially with this fun piece returning, Jonathan Isaac. This dude, you probably never heard of him for a lot of you. Other people, you know, if you watch NBA from a couple years ago, he's been basically gone for two years. ACL reconstruction surgery, multiple surgeries on multiple things. He's likely going to be limited to around 22 minutes tops in this one. He's had three G League appearances, played right around that in each one of those, so... Uh, I just like him as a piece. He's a big wing, can be offensively and defensively minded. You play him alongside Paulo Bancaro, Markel Fultz, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., Bull Bull. They have some pieces in Orlando now, but I'm not sure what has led to the struggles of late for one Paulo Bancaro, but I expect him to bounce back in terms of minutes, minutes, usage, and opportunity very, very soon. He's hit something of a rookie wall of late, but 26 and a half PRA points plus rebounds plus assists is his prop line right now. The man averages 21, six and a half and four. That's 31 and a half by my count. See how quick I did that, which uh is not the line. So certainly Isaac returning the emergence of Wagner and Fultz playing alongside of him. It's led to less shooting volume. He hasn't shot the ball well at all. But this is the number one pick in the draft we're talking about. He still has a a positive estimated plus minus around the 75th percentile on dunks and threes. And despite the shooting woes, I gotta imagine things are gonna get better. So with all of that in mind, pretty random prop early on in our day. Something that I I don't think I've had Paulo Bancaro on the card all year long. But he's there now. Over of 26.5 points plus rebounds plus assists. Another thumbs up. Serious question. Has Zach Levine ever let us down in the premium Discord? Serious, I I think anything I post in there revolving around this guy has been gold all year long. Kind of transferred Bojan to Levine. Who's next? I don't know, but uh, probably Demonis Sabonis, let's be serious. But I got concerned about three-point volume. I hit eject on that, talked about it in the intro. But the points prop, it over-adjusted. We were able to capitalize when it went to 25 and a half, hence... In the intro, I'm not going to rehash that again, but I'm glad subs in the premium Discord got on the right play. News can change. Things can change. You got to use new information all the time. DeMar DeRozan not being on a minutes limit, not something that I expected to happen there in that spot. He played 38 there in Paris. I guess they just wanted to show off, you know, two NBA teams. Well, one and a half NBA teams. So let's not give the Pistons that much credit. But on to today, the Bulls face the Hawks. And it would be accurate to say, I have a tumultuous relationship with this Hawks team. They got Clint Capella back in the fray. They're playing DeJounte Murray and Trey Young alongside each other. I never get them right. I never know who's going to do what. We have to wait on Bogdanovich, who did not play on Saturday. We'll see if he ends up playing. He's questionable. Same thing with the Kongu, who got dinged up. Uh, Those are just two pieces of news, but they don't really do much to me here. 
when my job gets more difficult when I'm trying to figure out this Hawks team, I mean, I get upset. And when Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset, people die. By the way, are they going to ever come out with an Austin Powers 4? I would like that. Three sucked. Anyway, back to the game. I'm leaning the over of 26 and a half. Oh, shit. Yeah, 26 and a half. It's a bigger number. Just saying. Different than 25 and a half. But I want to look further into this, why that point is going to matter so much. It's just small edges over a long period of time. Minus 106 on FanDuel. That is on the uh, 26 and a half. Want to do a little bit more looking into it. I don't want to just say, because I know he's kind of been the golden child. I don't want to blindly say, take the over of 26 and a half points here. So we're calling it a lean for today. Yes, just a lean. Mainly because nothing else in this game looks all that appealing to me. You have a nearly full strength uh, Atlanta team. Bogdanovich news might give us a little bit of an edge if they release props ahead of it. Not positive that they will. Uh, we would definitely be looking at shorting Trey Young and DeJounte Murray in the points situation if Bogdanovich comes back. But... I don't know what those lines are. So there you go. Can't make up stuff that doesn't exist yet. Let's just move along, shall we? Zach Levine, our golden child, over 26 and a half points. Look at this lovely guy. The world hasn't let him down. The grays in his hair, barely even noticeable. These are all beautiful things. Just like the bet on your screen. Bet $5, win $200 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Head to that video description box below. Click on the link. Sign up now. You bet $5 on any market. You're going to get yourself $200 in bonus bets this second. That seems like a great thing that you should take advantage of. I wish I could be signing up for DraftKings over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Just Marshawn lynching it. But you know, I'm just saying it is what it is. If you're 21 and over, you can take advantage of this promotion. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alrighty, y'all. Back to the picks. The Timberwolves and Rockets run it back from Saturday's tilt. This time down in Houston. Yay, my Timberwolves won. What a time to be alive. It's a rarity. Rudy Gobert questionable. Torian Prince questionable, which matters a lot for the prop world. And Kevin Porter Jr. out for the Rockets with Jabari Smith questionable. Now, good lord to the center position in this one. Let's start with the Minnesota side. If Gobert plays, I'm happy because I have no idea what I would do here if he doesn't. Nasri only played 15 minutes. He had two early fouls. He always has two early fouls. Then him and Luca Garza led to Nathan Knight smashing because Luca Garza got two quick fouls. Everybody, you get a foul and you get a foul. Everybody gets a foul. Did he earn any sort of minutes in the rotation as a result of that? I would hope not. It's Nathan Knight for God's sake, but we'll find out. Hopefully Gobert's back and this won't be such a concern for me prop-wise, fantasy-wise, because I don't want to lose money in this situation. As for the Rockets, much more clear-cut. Alperin Shangun, I said he was that dude on the offensive end this season, and my goodness, he is that dude. He's playing monster minutes, putting up gaudy box score after gaudy box score as KPJ is out, and it's not an anomaly, and I think he'll be even more of a featured player when KPJ, KPJ returns. He's simply too skilled offensively not to. Plus, can KPJ, Jalen Green, we just got to get these guys better. They just got to be better. Be better. That's all I'm asking from you. You have the second worst record in the league. Actually, the worst record in the league at 10 and 26. They're second worst in terms of adjusted net rating. But playing through Shingun, a decent enough spot. Playing against this Minnesota team with, you know, the questionable Rudy Gobert. If Gobert is out, I'm going to be looking at Alperin Shingun for sure. Uh, say what you want about Rudy Gobert. Alperin Shingun is not a guy who's going to go step out and knock down threes in your face. Uh, no stretch fives that have been very successful against him in years past. But I'm definitely... Definitely going to be looking and leaning towards the Houston six and a half here. I'm going to wait though. I think we might be able to get seven, seven and a half. 
think this is just a wait and see approach. I'd be happy to not have Houston on the card uh, for the love of God. But Alpern Shankun playing at a high level, much more interested in laying the six and a half with no go bear. This is kind of a tough spot for me. We've got the Charlotte Hornets facing the Utah Jazz, and I don't like a ton in this game outside of Lurie Markinen, apparently. He's just going to go for infinity points every single night out, except for last time out against Brooklyn. Brooklyn won that one on Friday, I believe it was. Yeah, they played on Friday. Only 22-11 and 11 for Lurie Markkinen. Ho-hum for a guy who's averaging 25-9-2 now. Has been the emerging budding star for this basketball team. My big thing there is Kelly Olenek out. You've got Walker Kessler been starting, been a big prominent part of that rotation, taking some of the rebounds away from other guys out there because Kelly Olynyk sure wasn't before. Just throwing it out there. We got to be paying attention to that news, but Kelly Olynyk going to continue to be out there. Not a great rebounding big, definitely a bad offense, or sorry, a bad defensive big. Uh, can knock down a shot from time to time, but either way, he will not be active for this one. And on the Charlotte side, LaMelo Ball is questionable. Huge piece of news that's pending here. And I'm going to just throw it out there. Regardless of his status, regardless of it, I think that this is a decent enough bet to be hitting the over. I would call it a lean if you made me just bet it instantly here. But I'm going to make a perspective like on the Charlotte-Utah game on the over of 235 and a half. And here is why. We've got the opportunity to have LaMelo Ball getting back into this game. He is so, so bad on the defensive end and so, so good on the offensive end. To this point, this this margin would go from around a 237 that I would currently have it at to around 239 and a half. That is a pretty noticeable difference. And I don't think people understand how gettable Utah is around the basket. Actually, I think they're starting to figure out terrible rebounding team. Walker Kessler playing big minutes for a reason than I wish you were in a Minnesota uniform, but such is life. I do think points will be abundant in this one. I do think LaMelo Ball probably plays, considering he wasn't even upgraded to questionable before. Feel really good. Feel really good about his chances of playing. So it's a line that I think already sets up nice for us. I'm going to put a very, very small play on it. So that I have to call that a like for you guys if I'm going to be betting it from the onset. But I think it could be closing closer to that 239 number, especially if you get news early on that LaMelo Ball is going to be good to go. Really good at offense, really bad at defense. Whereas uh, on the flip side of it, Dennis Smith Jr. would have been somebody who played more in the absence of everybody that's been there. Kelly Oubre going to continue to be out. Gordon Hayward is back for that team. But Dennis Smith Jr., not known for his offense, very much a defensive-minded point guard. Portland's on a back-to-back in this one. They face the San Antonio Spurs, and bleh, don't have much to do here. Uh, much ado about nothing here. We do have a line and a total, which is a little bit strange because the game is going on as I'm saying this right now. Uh, Portland playing the Lakers up north, and now they're going to be hosting the Spurs on this back-to-back. Be on the news for some news that could possibly drop to get me away from doing something silly, but when there's no line out yet, or sorry, when there's, there is a line, but when I can't tell who's going to be healthy for tomorrow, when it's a back-to-back, I want to be waiting on those kind of situations, and I think this is a pretty clear-cut one where we sit back, let it unfold. Don't need to rush anything, but I think you know by now. With no Devin Vassell out there, this San Antonio Spurs team is not one that I want to be backing in any sensible way. God forbid I ever recommend a trend Trey Jones points prop ever again. Just come over. Actually, don't come over. That'd be really creepy. But either way, we are looking at the Portland side. I am leaning there on the eight and a half. Would like to kind of have some kind of confirmation that, you know, Nurkic, Lillard, all the normal guys are still good to go before betting in. And our last game of the night, Memphis, coming off an absolute ridiculous first half, followed by an absolutely ridiculous second half surge against the Suns. 
I don't even know what to say about that basketball game. Uh, they got walloped, walloped in the first half. Only scored 37 points. It was 62-37 at halftime of the Phoenix-Memphis game. Memphis is currently just down six with a, a little over a minute to play. Phoenix still should be able to hold them off in that one, but huh, it'd be kind of interesting. I really don't care. I think uh, minus eight, pretty dead with that bet, but that's a story for a different day. This is the story for today. They face the Sacramento Kings, and our adopted son, yes, said we've kind of handed off the torch a little bit this year, but I have now hit three consecutive triple doubles on this video. Three consecutive. Do you know how insane that is when you're getting paid out plus 200 and greater? The Ben Simmons one by landslide. I guess that was in the premium discord, but either way, the, the last one, Demonis Sabonis was never in doubt. Halfway through the third quarter, capitalized on the triple double. And I look at Memphis on this back-to-back. Do they play Steven Adams on the back-to-back? -back? Does it become a Brandon Clark undersized spot? I'm not sure. Lots that is still to be to be determined here. I doubt everybody from Memphis plays on this back-to-back, -back, but I do think you want to pay attention to Domana Sabona Sacramento. They didn't have to play basketball today. How nice for them. They got to kick their feet up, relax. Sabonis coming off of his 94,832nd consecutive near triple-double. It feels like he's in the ballpark every single day. And at this point, he smashed for us against OKC, 18, 14, and 14. Against Philly, I didn't bet that one. Uh, I thought Embiid was going to play. He did not. 16, 10, and 9. Why don't we just run it back to figure it out for the rest of the even for the rest of the day? Triple double. Demonis Sabonis. Lock. Button. We're going for four in a row here in the triple double section. I doubt it. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. But you can if you're me. And that does it for another edition of Liddy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Head to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays on the board for Monday's slate. All seven games. Lots to get to. I'm going to be updating that premium Discord. You guys want to sign up for that. We also have NBA Bet Pro, a new tool at Stochastic here associated with Odd Shopper that is just smashing right now. If you're into betting props, I try to talk about spreads, totals, props, everything on this video. But that is NBA prop-centric. The NBA Bet Pro has been crushing. Sign up for that in the video description box below as well if that interests you because it is an incredible, incredible tool. I think it could speak for itself. And then I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be giving you guys the goods for Tuesday's slate. Sign up for DraftKings too while you're at it. Bet $5, win $200 in bonus bets. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, y'all, I'm out of here. I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Monday.